Hey, Audrey. Hi, Michelle. Are you How excited? Are you? Yes, I am. I've been loving the book of Mark. Let me tell you something. I don't know how anybody could read the word and not get excited all over again. I don't care how many times you read it. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. I really don't see how you can't because it is just life. It's as mm -hmm. the word says, it's life to your spirit. Yes, it is. Woo! Audience, get excited. It's day 11 and we're still discussing what God promises. Mm -hmm. And we've been looking at the book of Mark and we're going to continue looking at certain sections of the book of Mark. Um, we encourage you to read the entire book, but today we're going to be, when we've been focusing this week on victory and we're going to be looking at how Jesus walked in victory in the earth by demonstrating signs, miracles, and wonders. And that's what we should be doing as well. Mm. All right. So, Audrey, if you'd pray for us, we're going to get started. Yes. Father, we thank you that your word is alive. It's quick to our souls. Yes. We thank you, God, that you have not left us by ourselves, but you have left the darling Holy, sweet darling Holy Spirit with us. Yes. For everyone that's listening right now, God, we pray that they'll come to know you. And for those that have known you, God, may we fall deeper in love with you. Yes. We pray for our hungering right now in our souls, oh God, that we'll hunger and thirst after you more than our necessary food. We want you. We need you. We thank you for all that you're doing and what you're about to do in our lives. Father, we pray right now that your word will come alive to every listener, oh God. That they'll come to fall in love deeper with Jesus. Oh, sweet, darling, Holy Spirit, awaken us in this moment. Yes. Awaken us from our slumber and our sleep. That we will come to know you in a deeper way. We thank you for all that you're about to say and do even in this podcast. Those that are hearing you about you for the first time mm -hmm. will know without a doubt, Daddy, that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he loves them. Yes. And those that are hearing for the millionth time about Jesus, they will say yes and a deeper yes and will go tell others the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord and he is indeed savior to all. We thank you in advance for what you're about to do. In Yeshua's name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. So Monday, Audrey, we talked about walking in victory, mm -hmm. you know, based on the salvation we received and um, after being baptized, or rather I should say, receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior. As he promised, he said he sent the Holy Spirit to indwell in us. So we're going to look at the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Not just in our lives, but we're going to look at it based on how Jesus walked in the power of the Holy Spirit when he ministered in the earth. And by highlighting some of those signs, as we said, those miracles and those wonders that took place in his ministry. So... Audrey and I are going to 
pass the baton, audience. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to um, just highlight some portions in Mark. And like you said, we encourage you to read this. There's so much meat in this. So we really encourage you. So I'm going to start off by looking at Mark chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And this is where Jesus heals a man with a withered hand. And when I looked at this chapter audience, I, I looked at the word, I'm like withered. Audrey, I had to think, I'm like withered. Because when we speak of withered, what do we usually refer it to? Um, leaves and stuff like that, yeah. And when, you, and when you get a vision of it, it, it just means that it's dried up. And dried it's like, up. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's coming apart. It's, it's, it's just, you know, it's, de it's decaying, right? Decaying, not functioning, not yeah. useful. Negative. So, yeah. so I looked at that word first and I'm thinking to myself, this is the kind of hand this man had. Mm -hmm. So audience, I hope you get a visual of that, just like I did, that this man had a hand that was withering like a leaf. Mm -hmm. So here's the, the account. Mark 3 and 1 says, Then Jesus left them and went again into the synagogue, where he encountered a man who had a had an atrophy, atrophied, paralyzed hand. Same thing, withered. Mm -hmm. Everyone was watching Jesus closely to see if he would heal the man on the Sabbath, giving them a reason to accuse him of breaking Sabbath rules. Hmm. Jesus said to the man with the paralyzed hand, stand here in the middle of the room. I just love Jesus. I just love you, Jesus. Hmm. Then he turned to all those gathered there and said which is it is it against the law to do evil on the sabbath or to do good to destroy a life or to save one but no one answered him a word then looking around at everyone jesus was moved with indignation and grieved by the hardness of their hearts and said to the man now stretch out your hand as he stretched out his hand it was instantly healed. After this happened, the Pharisees left abruptly and began to plot a, plot together with the friends and supporters of Herod Antipas on how they would kill Jesus. These are one of the miracles that Jesus performed. Can you imagine, first of all, this man's hand who, that was drying up like a withered leaf and I know we've all seen leaves withered and dry and just de decay, as we said, and just wither away and just blow away. This man was in, this man's hand was in that state. But when Jesus told the man to stretch out his hand, it was instantly healed. That was not, you know, oh, some fluke thing. No, this was the power of the Holy Spirit the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit in which Jesus was walking in. This was the kingdom represented in the earth. And this, this is what we're supposed to do. As I said on, on Monday, Jesus said greater than these things that he did, we would do also. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell me? that these things should be like second nature for us. We should be doing these things all the time, right, Audrey? Yes, ma'am. 
these are the things that we should that, that should come naturally to us we should be walking and, and seeing the, the, those that are in need of healing and say hey stretch forth your leg stretch forth your hand and mm -hmm. instantly we should see it healed why because the same fullness of the holy spirit that jesus is walking is the same spirit of that that same spirit resides on the inside of us we are empowered by the holy spirit but like i said when i read verse two i said i love jesus because the pharisees were looking at him like is he actually going to heal this man on the sabbath mm. they were being ritualistic they were willing to they they were okay with allowing that man to, to stay and suffer because it was the sabbath and it's not that jesus didn't honor the sabbath but jesus says if you see someone in need will you not help them because it's the Sabbath. And Jesus was just upset with their hardness of heart. Mm. He said, no, you see someone in need, help them. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. Amen, so true. Wow. But we have a lot of people today that are just caught up in ritualistic and and um performance and you know how do you say it audrey i don't know <laughs> <laughs> having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof just a scripture this yeah you know you're talking about the man with a withered hand right and sometimes people may just you know, just glossed over it and don't understand. The man was the breadwinner for his household. Come on. Okay. So if he has a withered hand, that means he's not able to provide for his household. That's so right. So it's not just having this disability, so to speak, mm -hmm. but it impacted not only him, but also his, his family. family. You know, so God saw, Jesus saw his need you know, there was a great need there. That's right. And that's why, even though it was the Sabbath, the need to Jesus was greater than the Sabbath. He saw the man's need. And sometimes in life, we have to look beyond what we see physically in a person or even how their behavior is and see that there's a greater need for that person and that's address right. the need. And that's mm -hmm. what Jesus did. And, you know, when you read the book of Mark, it really put a light to you. You mm -hmm. want to be like running for <laughs> Jesus. That's right. And I'm going to, um, because here in Mark 1, 21 to 28, mm -hmm. Jesus cast out an unclean spirit. So mm -hmm. we see Jesus as a deliverer. Yes. You know? And sometimes we will see people acting, you know, in that capacity as doing deliverance ministry, as we put it, mm -hmm. and they're labeled and, you know, just, uh, for want of a better word, they're just um, mocked. But it's a part of what we should do. And like you said, Michelle, we should, these are things that we should be doing. It should be the norm for us as believers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to read all of that. 
I'm encouraging, we're encouraging everyone to get in the book of Mark. But I'm just going to read what happened. You see, Jesus had gone into the temple and it was the Sabbath too. <laughs> right? And everyone he read, he was teaching in the Sabbath and everyone was, you know, awestruck by his teaching. But this is what happened. During the meeting, a demon-possessed man screamed out, Hey, leave us alone, Jesus the victorious. I know who you are. You are God's holy one, and you have come to destroy us. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Silence, you are bound. Come out of him. Let me tell you, that is so powerful. <laughs> I strongly believe that we're coming into a season where demon-possessed people will no longer be feeling comfortable around us. That's right. That's the authority that Jesus has given to us because That's we right. do have the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that rose Christ from the dead is within each and every one of us. Yes. And may I say, there is no junior Holy Spirit, <laughs> no medium Holy Spirit, and no senior Holy Spirit, and granddaddy Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit. Now the question is, why are we not seeing the manifestation of all of this? Wow. That's what is puzzling to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it puzzles you, Michelle, but it puzzling to me. Yes. You know, he did not go there saying you have a demon, that demon need to come out. No. What happened was he was teaching and in the midst of him teaching, that demon was so uncomfortable. He, he you know something, let me say, even the devils know Jesus. You remember that story? Mm -hmm. Paul we know Jesus we know Paul we know who are you yes yes I think when we get up in the morning the enemy should be saying oh no not again because he knows we're going to be talking about Jesus we should be a force to be reckoned with the kingdom of darkness should know our names we don't want to play any more games the enemy needs to know who we are in Christ. And here he's saying, leave us alone. He didn't talk. He didn't bother you. He was teaching. How you mean <laughs> leave us alone? Mm -hmm. Leave us alone. <laughs> he didn't. He, he wasn't even studying you until you opened up your mouth. Your big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that is what is so exciting about the life of Jesus and the life that we should be living. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think they said Mark is the oldest gospel. Mm -hmm. He didn't try to prove that, you know, he just knew he started about the gospel by saying the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God. He didn't go into the genealogy like Matthew and Luke. He just established the fact, look, Jesus is the son of God. Bam. There it is. Let's go. And he started to show us what the kingdom of God is like and what it should be in the earth. And he did that through Jesus. So here is our example. That's right. 
you know? Go ahead, Michelle. Yes, Jesus was also an example, again, when he heals a blind man. Uh, this um, Mark chapter 8. You can read that in chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. You know, Jesus arrives at um, Bethesda and um, some people brought this blind man to him, begging him to touch him and heal him. And um, Jesus led him and took him outside the village. And it says in the, in the verse that Jesus took his saliva and put it on the man's eyes and covered them with his hands. Mm. And this is how he ministered healing. Now, I just want to point out, sometimes, not a lot of times, God will, will lead us to do some things that just seem just outlandish. Like, <laughs> God, really? You want me to do what? <laughs> um, these people are going to look at me like I'm crazy. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, most times you will look crazy. <clears throat> because God will call us to do some uncommon things. He will call us to do some uncommon things, but we have to be yielded to the Holy Spirit to just know how God is leading us. <clears throat> Maybe you may not need to put your put saliva on someone's eyes. Maybe you need to put dirt in their ears. I'm just being, you know, just, just giving out some examples here. It may be something strange, but we have to be have that close relationship with the Holy Spirit. We have to have that, that grounding in the Word of God so that we can constantly be in communion with the Lord to hear how He wants to lead us and guide us. Because as we said, we ought to be seeing these signs, wonders, and miracles like just everyday occurrences. But in mm -hmm. order for, for us to, to walk in them and to operate in, in, the, in the fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to be in constant communion with the Holy Spirit to know how God wants to lead us. And Jesus Jesus always, Jesus is the one who said, I only do what I see my father do. Mm -hmm. He was shown to do these things. And the Holy Spirit will show us how to do these things as well. Jesus nevertheless did this and the man he asked the man um what do you see and he says my fight's coming back i see some people but he wasn't seeing fully clearly and then jesus you know touches his eyes again and then he says how is it now and he says i can see the man's sight was restored and you know i heard this ministered before audrey mm -hmm. because people will say you know, a lot of people go to get um, go to a, a meeting and, and they'll, they'll, you'll know, please pray for me. I, I, I need healing. And they'll walk away so defeated if they don't get it instantly. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to happen instantly because God may need to test your faith. Yeah. God may need to God may need to test your faith and see if you're still going to hold on to your faith even when you walk away from that altar and it hasn't manifested immediately. Just as he did with his promises. So he gives you a promise today and you're looking for it to manifest tomorrow. No. You don't know when it's going to manifest. But the fact remains is that you need to be faithful 
and holding on to that promise and said, look, this is what God told me. He's not a man that he would lie. Neither is he the son of man that he would repent. If he said it, he's going to make good on it. So I'm going to keep, I'm just going to keep standing on this promise and holding on to it until God causes it to manifest. And that may be what God is looking for when he, you know, minister, when you go to the altar and you get ministered to and you don't see it happen right away. Many, there's been many, many accounts. People have left the altar and they they go home, they sleep. The next day is when they, they get their full healing. Why? Because they said, God, I'm believing for, I'm still believing for it. Mm-hmm. So I love this, this, um, this example of, of Jesus healing the, um, the, the blind man because it showed that the man had faith and Jesus continued to just believe with him that he would receive his, his, um, his sight, his complete sight restored. So there goes another miracle of Jesus. I mean, there's several accounts that we can find in the Bible where Jesus is just walking in victory, walking and co-laboring with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Arthur. Okay, so I'm going to um, give some comfort here. I love mm-hmm. the fact Mark 6, 30 to 44. Here we see Jesus feeding the 5,000. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we hear little is much when God is in it. And we just think, oh, that's a nice cliche. But here is the story, one of the miracles that Jesus did that really back up that saying. And I'm just going to read a small portion of it. You know, the disciples were saying, oh, the crowd was sitting there from when? Mm-hmm. So they send them so they can go buy food, you know? And Jesus said, uh-uh, you give them something to eat. They said, are you sure? You really want us to go buy them supper? It would cost a small fortune to feed all these thousands of hungry people. Jesus said, how many loaves of bread do you have? Go and see. After they looked around, they came back and said, five plus a couple of fish. So he instructed them to organize the crowd and have them sit down in groups on the grass. So they had them sit down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, gazed into heaven, gave thanks to God, gave thanks to God. He broke the bread and the two fish, and distributed them to his disciples to serve the people. And the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. Mm -hmm. Everyone had plenty to eat and was fully satisfied. Then the 12 disciples picked up what remained and each of them ended up with a basket full of leftovers. Altogether, 5,000 families were fed that day. God is a provider. He's a multiplier. And sometimes we look at what we have in our hands and we say, oh, this is not enough. Hmm. But if we really lift it up before God, give thanks and allow him to blow our minds, it can happen. Hmm. And this is what happened to the disciples because they really didn't think five loaves and two fish could have done it. And that's why here it says it multiplied in front of their eyes what do we have that we can offer to god 
pray to Jesus and give thanks and watch it multiply right before our very eyes. It may not be five barley loaves and two fish. It may be even our, our words, our time, you know, giving God our time, our resources, whatever we have, you know, and really trust him and believe that he is indeed a provider. He is our provider. Yes, he and is. he has the power to provide food, whatever we need. You know, we say it all the time. He's El Shaddai. He's the breasted one. He is a provider. And I love this because it reminds me so many times that little is much when God is in it. Mm -hmm. Little is much. Sometimes the Bible said, do not despise small beginnings. And sometimes, you know what? God may tell you to go and tell just that one neighbor about him. And you're like, but I don't even have enough words. All I know is this one sentence. Go ahead. Trust God. He'll multiply your words and you'll walk away so astounded by what you have said to that person. It could be love. Share that love. It may not be much to you, but God can use. What is it you have in your hand, Moses? Whatever we have today, give it. let's give it to God. Let's offer it to him. It may not seem much to us, but to him, it's a whole lot. And it can do a whole lot more than we can ever think. Our dream is possible. What do we have? Let's think big. I think that's the series we're on at our ministry right now. I don't think I know. <laughs> think, mm -hmm. Let's think big. Let's think outside of the box. You know, if you read further in Mark, where Jesus walked on water, he walked on the sea, the raging sea. Let's think outside of the boat. Peter did, you know, he stepped out. What are we willing to step out of today so we can see and experience our big God? He's mighty to save, to deliver, to heal that withered hand that we may have that cannot provide right now. Can we stretch that hand out and mm -hmm. give it to Jesus? Let him heal, deliver, and set free and bring restoration to whatever we have to offer and multiply what we have. He's able to. Yes, he is. So audience, these are just some of the, the miracles that Jesus performed in, um, in the word. And it's a promise that's available to us because like I said, Jesus said, greater than these we would do. And the, the Bible even, it, it doesn't even contain all that Jesus did. What we read is just some. And we walk in victory because we have the Holy Spirit and because we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can have a victorious life where we are demonstrating. It is time for us to demonstrate these miracles in the earth. 
I hope you enjoyed today's review of Jesus and his, his time in the earth, um, walking in victory through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, demonstrating these signs and wonders and miracles. And we're going to come back Friday to finish up the book of Mark and discussing walking in victory and how that victory has been promised to us and also get healing through the word. So be blessed, everyone. Shalom. Shalom.